Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Team Building Podcast. Once again, I am not Jeff Cohn, but I am Matt Johnson, introducing the episode for Jeff. Uh, they are still out of town on the team building, uh, on the team trip. And so uh, we wanted to get back into part two of the big picture training. As I mentioned on last time, uh, you, some of you might be familiar with bits and pieces of this training, but this is really amazing because it is the chance for Jeff to really put everything in perspective and show you how all the elements fit together. So this is a, an amazing episode if you're just kind of diving into the world of elite real estate systems or if you came across Jeff through an interview that he's done on another podcast and you want to get a better sense of what elite real estate systems is all about and what the ultimate goal is for you as a team leader, a team owner, this is an amazing episode. So if you didn't catch part one, go listen to that because this is part two. And remember, this is a live recording. So Jeff is not standing in front of a super professional microphone. So make sure to excuse any audio issues or if you hear the audience, that's why uh, we're going to jump in with part two of Big Picture Training with Jeff Cohn. So we're going to dive in for the next 20 minutes and we're going to talk about the different categories a lead goes into. And the thing that I think is fascinating about this is a lot of people, when they talk about lead conversion, just think about internet leads. What percentage of your business should internet leads make up in your first 12 months? A third. 33%. So why would all of our time and energy just go into our lead, our best lead conversion strategies with internet leads when we know we make the most amount of money working our SOI, including our own outbound prospecting efforts? I feel like nationally, when people talk about lead conversion, they're just thinking about internet leads. Why do you guys, do you guys agree? And if that is the case, why is that the case? So do you agree that when people talk lead conversion, in their minds, they're thinking Google ad, Facebook, Zillow, the internet leads that come in? I said lead conversion. So why are we just thinking about internet leads when we think lead conversion? Why aren't we thinking SOI? Do you have to convert leads from your sphere? Yeah. Do you have to convert leads that you prospect into? Sure. Do you have to speak to them, email them, service them? So what's the difference? And there's one big difference, and it's the only difference between the two camps. We know them. We know them. More importantly, they know us. They know us, and we've had contact. So when a lead comes in from your sphere, you've had contact. When a lead comes in from prospecting, you've spoken to the decision, decision maker, you've had contact. The only difference we've seen, but based on analytics of average price point, if it's a buyer, if it's a seller, how long it takes to incubate from contract, or sorry, from registered to uh, contract to close, the only differences we've seen between internet leads and sphere of influence, which I would put prospecting inside of that, is the fact that the internet lead has never met us. They were forced to register on a site or they called in a sign and we've never had interaction. So the biggest challenge for anyone that's converting internet leads is to talk to the lead. Simply have dialogue with the lead. That's the biggest challenge because sphere and prospecting, when you call those categories that, you've already engaged the lead. And so what is the first conversation once you do connect with someone? Sphere leads, prospecting leads, internet leads, What's the very first conversation need to be about? Are we talking about, hey, how'd you, how was New Year's? How was Christmas? What are we talking about? What are we in the business of? Selling real estate. Okay. 
So then what would we be talking about if our goal is to create a lead opportunity and convert it? We'll talk about their needs. Mm. They're looking to sell a house. We're going to talk about their needs. Okay. So we engage somebody from our sphere or an internet lead registers or we're doing outbound prospecting. We're going to talk about what's their need. Are they looking to buy or sell a house? So there's an acronym that we use that helps remind an agent exactly what needs to be discussed. Who here knows the acronym? Raise your hand. All of you should know it. So the acronym is L-P-M-A-M-A. So whenever you engage somebody at a mastermind event, prospecting, door knocking, open house, internet lead, it doesn't matter. When we talk the lead conversion conversation, these lead conversion best strategies, they don't even just apply to real estate. They apply to insurance. They apply to mortgage. They apply to sales in general. We need to know how long until this person is ready to do whatever the thing is that they're doing. How long till you're going to buy your car? How long till you're doing the insurance policy? How long till you're buying that new diamond? We need to know the time frame, right? So as we go down this list, there's different things that we need to know. When it comes to houses, we need to know location. What do you think P stands for? We need to know the price. What's the price point that they're going to be buying or selling in? Motivation. M? Motivation? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what order we go in. So motivation. What is motivation? What are we really asking here? Time frame. Why they're moving. What's their motivation? Yep. Why are they moving? Is it reload? Are they coming in or out? What's the deal? A? Agent. Are they working with an agent? Why are we asking if they're working with an agent? Why are we even bringing that conversation into play? Well, we want to be respectful and not step on another agent's toes. So the only thing we want to do is legally, we want to make sure if they're listed with someone else, we need to know that because you cannot legally speak to them unless they reached out to you. But if you prospected into them and they're listed with an agent, you should not engage. Secondly, um, when it comes to an agent, if they're working with a buyer's agent and they've signed an exclusive buyer's agency agreement, then you're going to need to also back away and let that other buyer's agent represent them if they've signed a contract with somebody. That's the only reason you're asking um, if they're working with an agent. The next M? They have a mortgage. Mortgage. So on this M, a lot of people say, have you been pre-approved? Which I think has a negative air as if they couldn't be. I like to ask, do you know what your buying power is? It flips the script and it's totally the opposite conversation. Of course you're approved for a loan. Why wouldn't you be? What's your buying power? And they'll say, what do you mean? And you'll say, well, have you been able to meet with a mortgage professional yet to find out how, you know, how much of a home you feel comfortable purchasing or what the power is you have in purchasing? And then let's say they say, yes, they have. And then say, well, what price point are you thinking you want to be in? And then the last A. Appointment. ABC, always be closing. So this is the appointment A. So we're going to ask for an appointment. So once we have done this, it doesn't matter if it's with your internet lead, your sphere lead, your prospecting leads. We need to go through each of these categories. And then we're going to plant the seed or place the lead into a category specific to the answers that they gave us here. So since we're in Nebraska and we like playing with chickens and ruffling feathers and we plant a lot of corn here, um, I think Nebraska is like one of the top, is it number two, number three? One of the top producing uh, corn states in the country. Iowa's not first? I don't know if we're first. Someone can look I it up and fact check it. So we know when planting seeds and using that analogy, the corn doesn't grow in a day. You put a seed in the ground, how long does it take? I don't even know how long it takes corn to grow, but it's got to be six months, four months. There's a process. You guys can look it up on Wikipedia. But the point is it goes in the ground, and what does it get while it's in the ground? Nutrients. Hopefully it gets rain and sun. The farmers can't control that. It's going to get nutrients, which we now can control, and it needs to be planted in the right type of soil. But we can add nutrients. What else? There's things attacking 
the plant as it grows. Oh, yeah. So now we're putting fertilizer or pesticides to kill off the things that are attacking it. Sometimes it gets too much water, which makes me think of an agent that's calling too much and it can flood out and die. Sometimes it gets too much sun. Maybe there's too many emails going out and it can burn out and die. So we're planting lead seeds. I just created that. I like that. Lead seeds. <laughs> and so when we plant them, we need to make sure that they're going into the right ground and that they're getting the right treatment so that we can convert them at the highest level. And so we've categorized the lead um, categories based on the answers that somebody gives us when we take them through LP Mama. So we have, when we get a hold of someone, we have hot, and hot denotes that they're ready to meet today. When, uh, when we get to that A and we ask for an appointment, they're ready to go. Hot lead. Um, I always like to tease about the hot date. I use this every single time because it's funny. If you have a friend, they're going out on a date, they tell you all about it, they're so excited, they had a hot date this weekend, and you say, when are you going out? Well, we don't have a time set. Where are you going? We haven't discussed that. That's not a hot date. <laughs> That's lukewarm. That's cold. Good luck. Hope that comes together for you, right? Friend zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So hot is when you have an appointment set. Next is going to be nurture. Next after that is watch. Archive. So here are the different categories. This is the soil. The differential, we talked about how there's the big difference between internet leads versus sphere and prospecting. Internet leads, I call it int leads, we have two categories called new and qualify. The only difference between internet leads versus all the others is all the others, you're already having the LP Mama conversation and placing an appropriate category. Internet leads, you're spending a majority of your time on the front end getting a hold of the lead so you know where to plant the lead. And so, like I talked about the internet lead conversion, it takes 50 leads to get one sale. 50 new leads need to come in, and we have our best practices for how to engage those leads so that we can get a hold of someone, have a conversation, and be able to take them through LP Mama. But about 20 minutes ago, I asked the question, you know, why do you guys feel like the, when people talk about lead conversion, they're just thinking internet leads? And here we are. We can look at it here. Here are all the different places you can put a lead, and I'm going to explain to you how we differentiate between each of these categories over the next 10 minutes. But now, when we think about lead conversion, we're going to place anyone from any lead source into these categories to convert at the highest level. Why are people not thinking of lead conversion in this same way? Why are they just thinking it's internet leads? Because a sphere lead and a prospecting lead are going to go to hot or nurture or watch or archive. The only difference is in the first two weeks. Does that make sense? So we're going to go through the best practices for internet leads. The first day that a lead comes in, how many times are we supposed to call them? Three. How quick to first call? Five Within minutes. Within 60 seconds. And our CRM tracks how quick to first call. So when a lead registers in our, with our brokerage, our agent calls within the first 60 seconds while they're on the site. If no answer, they leave a message and send a text message, and they need to call two more times that day. So net total in the first day, that person's had three call attempts, one voicemail, one text message. In addition to that, we're setting them up on a drip email. And we've written drip emails for every category for buyers and for every category for sellers. So we have a drip email for a new buyer and new seller. New, new, new qualify uh, buyer, new qualify seller. New hot buyer, new hot seller. And there's actually not a drip for hot. New, um, or sorry, nurture buyer, nurture seller, watch buyer, watch seller, archive buyer, archive seller. And anyone that's in the room and anyone that's an ERS client has access to all these drip emails. You just need to have a CRM where you can plug in the drips. 
And the drip email is a sequence of emails and text messages that go out to a buyer and or a seller to build rapport, to get them to know you, like you, trust you. So when it is time to buy or sell, they're reaching out to you. And typically the, go the goal of each of those drip emails is that we take part of our buyer presentation and part of the listing presentation and we bake into the drips little pieces of our buyer presentation for buyers and little pieces of our listing presentation for sellers. And that's the value. That's why they decide, hey, I'm going to call Michelle. This is pretty cool what Michelle does on the buy side or what Michelle does on the sell side. So now in new, they've received, I'm not going to write them out, but they received three calls, two, uh, one voicemail, one text, and they've received a sequence of about seven or actually one drip email will go out while it's in new. And then they also need to be set up on an automatic email. So if they're a buyer, the auto emails that go out to them are homes that hit the market like the ones they looked at when they were on your site. If it's a seller, what, what do you think we would send out to them? Valuations of homes in their area. They wanna know about their neighborhood, right? So we're gonna figure out what their subdivision is and we're gonna get them an email update every time a house sells in their neighborhood, it's gonna fire off a, a, an email to them and it's gonna say, um, you know, sales information from Derek with KW Elite. So they're feeling like possibly you're selling all these houses in their neighborhood, you're the expert now. Every person in your database, get ready, this is a mic drop moment. Every human you know should be getting auto-emailed every time a house sells in their neighborhood from you. Every agent listening, why would you not? Who wouldn't want that? Cyrus, do you want to know every time a house sells in the neighborhood what it's sold for? You might not want to know every day if you have a lot of houses selling in your neighborhood, but at least once a week or once a, every two weeks or once a month. And in our system, you can denote how often they get that email. But I want to know, personally, every time a house in Skyline Ranch sells, I want to know what it's sold for. I'm curious. What did it sell for? People usually care about themselves. But Dale Carnegie and How to Win Friends and Influence People written in the early 1900s said the number one word people like to hear is their own name, Derek. So what do you think they, they also care about? What their house is worth, their house value, their car value, anything about them, their kids. So we need to be sure we set them up. That's a great way to engage our SOI and create value for them. So when we move that lead into qualify, that's going to be after the first 24 hours. So anytime an internet lead comes in in that first 24 hours, you're doing all the things we just talked about. When it's in qualify, our expectation for our agent to convert it 2% is that they have to call seven more times. They can make the seven calls the second day or they can spread out the seven calls across two weeks. We don't care. But we know every lead that has had the most success in getting in touch with so that we can run them through LP Mama and plant the seed has to get 10 total call attempts. And after the 10th call, the net total of 10 calls, which is seven calls in the 13 days, we send one more text and leave one more voicemail. So it's a net total in the first two weeks on an internet lead of 10 calls, two texts, two voicemails. Drip emails run on their own. We don't have to control that, but they get about seven emails while in qualify. So if it's a buyer lead, they'll get seven buyer emails. If it's a seller lead, they'll get seven seller emails. And then they get the auto email. So if it's a seller, every time a house sells, they'll get an email that happens forever. Um, if they're a buyer, every time a house hits the market that meets their search criteria, they're gonna get an email with that like property. So in the first two weeks, if we don't have any contact via email, text, or call, that lead's going to automatically transfer out of Qualify. The system's going to bring it into Archive, not contacted. And how many leads do you guys think we have in Archive, not contacted? Over 100,000. We said we only convert 2%. Here's some fun math. 2% of leads we convert. We average 2,000 leads a month, and we only convert 2% of them. So how many leads do we not convert? 98%. So how many people is that? It's a lot. It's pretty easy math. Who can do it quick? Nine. So two on T times two is 40. So 1960. 
1,960 leads every single month that don't buy a house or sell a house with our team. That's a lot of opportunities, right? So all those people, not all of those are non-contacted, but a lot of them are not contacted, probably half. And so we drip on those leads for 10 years. Every three months, they're going to get a buyer drip or a seller drip. And then anytime that lead interacts after they've gone into that category, we see that they've looked at another house or that they've ran a mortgage calculator or posted to Facebook or looked at a house within 24 hours at a different IP address, meaning a different location. Mm-hmm. We're reaching out to them, either ourselves or our virtual callers. So they're not lost forever when we put them into archive, not contacted. Now, if we do get a hold of a lead in this first two weeks and they've indicated to us that they're not buying or selling in the next 12 months, we also take them out all the way over and we put them into archive contacted. Now, the only difference between those two categories is the contacted, every time an email drip goes out to them every three months, it's not going to say, hey, we've never been able to get in touch with you. It's going to say something like, I know in the past when we talked to you, you indicated you're not going to be buying or selling the next 12 months and then insert the value add. Whereas the non-contact is going to say, we still have never gotten in touch with you. We still never got in touch with you because the goal is obviously to have that initial LP mama conversation and place them in the appropriate category. So my next six minutes before we wrap this up today is going to be to talk about the categories that you need to be spending your time in to convert at the highest level. And that is hot, nurture, and watch. And we know we place the lead in each of these categories based on how far out they've indicated to us that they'll be buying or selling. So hot is now, right? Appointment is set. Nurture is how far out, Rosie? Six months. Three to six months. Derek, do you know what watches? Actually, John, do you know what watches? Six to 12. Six to 12 months. And then anything 12 months or more goes into archive. So we have anything in hot as an appointment, anything that has said they're three to six months out is in watch, or sorry, nurture, and anything that says that they're six to 12 months when you ask their timing or motivation goes into watch. We are gonna communicate differently with each lead source based on how far out they indicated to us they are buying and or selling a house. We're gonna send them content at a different pace. And so for the next five minutes, I'm gonna show you the nation's best lead conversion strategies for each of those categories. The thing that's fascinating to me, and this is the third time now I'm gonna bring this up, this has nothing to do with internet leads. This has nothing to do with your sphere and this has nothing to do with your prospecting leads. This is how you best engage with people so that once you've planted the seed, you give yourself the best opportunity to service them when it comes time for them to buy or sell. So we've been doing this eight years and we've sold thousands of houses this way. How long, and I've already said this once during this training, we'll see how well you guys are listening. How long does the average lead that gets placed into one of these categories, how long are they inside our database before they go in under contract? Six months. Six months. Good job. Both of you said it. Six months. You were listening. Six months. That's fascinating to me. When I started working in internet leads, I thought, I'm going to look for the one that's ready now. Well, most aren't. Do you go to a website to buy a car and today you're ready to buy the car? You start looking for fun in the beginning. How many of us look at houses for fun or look at cars for fun or look at clothes for fun? It's kind of a, in the future, I'm going to do it. But we know there's a good chance within six months, that's our average, that person's going to be ready. So we need them in the right category. So hot, appointment set, they're going to be getting their no drip email, but they're going to be getting the listing update email if they're a seller. They're going to be getting a buyer lead update if they're a buyer. Nurture, three to six months out. This one's going to have a drip email that we set up that's going to go out every two to three weeks. So the buyer drip for Nurture Watch and the seller drip for Nurture Watch is the exact same content. The only difference is the duration in which it goes out. So that drip email, I'll call it DE, in Nurture is every three to three to five weeks. 
in watch, the drip email is every call it, I don't even know if these are right. I think it's less than that. I think it's two to three and like three to five, three to five over here. But it's the exact same content. We're just changing the duration. Why would we do that? Why wouldn't we just send them all out the same amount of times? You don't want to, your words you used. What? They're pretty good. You don't want to, you don't want to flood them. Yeah, you don't want to flood them. You don't want to flood them. Yeah. You got to pace it. Because what would happen in the language of the world we live in today if you flooded them? Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Delete. Okay. Unsubscribe is the worst thing that can happen. Delete's actually great because we know it's coming again. Hopefully they're deleting, but they're unsubscribing. How are we going to convert the lead if it unsubscribes? Cool. This, this is the seed leaving the ground. She gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we don't want that to happen. So we're changing the duration. So we've got the drip emails that go out. Then we also have the listing or buyer updates, emails. If it's nurtured, do you guys know how often those go out? You know that we change the duration. Under new and qualify, it's daily. Ooh, that's a weird spell. How do you spell daily? D-A-I-L-Y. That got weird. My day? <laughs> that shouldn't be that. It should be like this. Daily. Yes. That makes me happy. <laughs> Our language is weird. What other Ys go I-L-Y? All of them. Well, what other words are there that do that? Anyways, that's another conversation. That's weird though, right? My brain messed up. <laughs> All right. So here, the listing or buyer updates go out daily. In hot, they go out daily. In nurture, they go out weekly. So if they're three to six months out, we're not sending it every day that house hits the market. That'd be flooding them. But weekly's right, right? Someone says three to six months out, every week they get an email. How about if they're in watch, they're six to 12 months out? How often does it go out to them? Six months out. They said they're not buying for six months. We're gonna send that daily? Monthly. Weekly? It's monthly. I've never met another team in the country that does this. Kevin McGowan and I split tested this for several years and have been adamant in constantly changing our process to find the point of diminishing returns in which the consumer will unsubscribe based on how much interaction we have with them and trying to figure out what type of interaction the consumer wants. And we found it has to be customized and value-based so that they keep wanting to consume. And so the game slash strategy becomes how do I um, communicate the most I can communicate without them unsubscribing while providing them value, while putting them in a position that when they're ready to buy or sell, they reach back out to me. The only other piece I haven't brought in, which is the final little piece to this, is what? There's a big part of this that I have not talked about. Making the I did it in the first two weeks, but I haven't talked about it here. Appointment set. So what are we doing inside a nurture and watch? You're still calling. Calling, calling guys and gals. <laughs> What separates good agents from great agents is agents willing to make calls. I'd say the number one activity as we go into 2020 that will define your success as you're servicing buyers and sellers is how many times you try to call someone, how many connections you have, how many appointments you go on, how many contracts you write, how many closings you have. If you track it all, we know analytically it takes about 150 calls to have one sale. Everything else is fluff. An agent complains about their, their income, I say double your calls. An agent says they want to 10X their business, I say 10X your call attempts. What does that mean? I've got to make more calls? No, maybe you use a, a voicemail drop. Maybe you hire a virtual caller. Maybe you hire an internal sales agent. Maybe you just go knock more doors, speak to more people, announce to the world the services you offer, your value prop, how you differentiate yourself from everybody else. But it's all going to come back to calls, to contacts, to appointments, to closings. What, do, what have we tracked as a team for eight years? Call goal, how many calls you actually made, 
how many contacts you had off those calls, how many appointments you were able to set off of the contacts that you made, and how many contracts you executed, and then how many closings that you're going to experience. So we have found in Nurture, if they've told you they're three to six months out, all this stuff we have up on the board is automated. Drip emails, automated. Listing buyer updates, automated. The only thing we ask an agent to be responsible for is the call. How much or how often are we reaching out? So without you, some of you know this, but forget what you know. If they told you they're six months from buying or selling a house, how often do they want a phone call from their agent? What do you think? If, how, many, how often would you want a phone call from your car salesman? You know you're buying a, a new Honda. You know you're buying one, and you told the car salesman, I'm six months out. How often would you want them calling you? Six months from now. Maybe six months from now if it's a car, right? Maybe not even earlier than that. Yeah. Maybe six months out. <laughs> I would say in the house business, you could probably call and have something of value to offer every month. And that's why we say monthly call. So it doesn't have to be an actual call call. It can also be a text. It can be a Facebook message. It just needs to be contact. Drive by. And same thing when it's in nurture. How often do you think we need to be reaching out to our nurture category? This is someone that's indicated they're three to six months out. What's every two weeks? Yeah. So we have bi-monthly, yeah. every two weeks. So what are we saying to these people? That's awkward. You just told me you're four months out and I'm calling you in two weeks? Who would like to role play that with me? Okay, Lee just registered on the site. So he told me two weeks ago that he's four months from selling his house. And here I am two weeks later Lee's success manager, Andy, is saying, you need to be calling every two weeks, Lee. And this is what that phone call could sound like. Is Lee available? This is him. Lee, hi, it's Jeff Cohn again. We connected a couple weeks ago. I'm an agent with KW Elite, or it's actually legally Berkshire Hathaway Home Service Ambassador Real Estate, but in three weeks from now, it'll be KW Elite. Um, I'm so glad you picked up. I, I wanted to connect with you today, Lee, and just make sure that the automatic emails that I've been sending to you about homes that are selling in your neighborhood are actually coming to your inbox I just took a quick look and it looks like three homes have sold in this past two weeks and the average sales price is 473000 Are you receiving those emails? Uh, yeah, yeah, I take a look at it. It's been some good information for sure. Awesome. Well, that makes me super excited. I know you indicated you know, you're still a couple months out. I, I tried to get you to agree two weeks ago to allowing me to come in and do a quick walkthrough of your property so I could see exactly what you have and make some recommendations on how you could best condition your property to sell for max dollar. Um, two weeks ago, you really didn't want to give me that opportunity. Any chance we could set something up for this weekend? I can come by. And it's still pretty busy after the holidays. You know, may maybe when we get a month or two out, but yeah, not quite yet. Okay, no problem at all. I'm just going to make a note to call you back here in a couple weeks from now. And uh, in the meantime, if you change your mind, and you want us to come out sooner, don't hesitate to reach out. You can just respond to those emails that I'm sending you by hitting reply. And the number I just dialed from is my personal cell phone. And I want you to know you're the center of this transaction. You're my client. I'm going to make sure you have the best experience possible. And I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Sounds great. Thanks, Lee. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Two weeks later. Ring, ring. Hey, is Lee available? This is Sam. <laughs> Lee, hey, it's Jeff Cohn again. I just want to touch base with you. How are things going? Good. I told you, Jeff, we're going to be ready for like three or four more months yet. Yep. So, Lee, already we've only known each other for about a month. I've reached out to you three separate times. And I've been sending you email updates for the last month. You've probably been getting emails as well about the different things we're going to do for you when we sell your property. Just out of curiosity, all the other agents you've probably made contact with in the last couple of weeks, how many of them have reached out as much as me? No, I mean, the first, I got a bunch of calls like when I first started and then just you after that. Awesome. That's what I want to hear. And that's been my experience. It's been interesting. We found that in the first six months when a lead registers, they get all the attention the first couple of weeks. But when an agent discovers that they can't help the person slash make money off of them in the first few weeks, you'll never hear from them again. 
My goal isn't your transaction. My goal is a lifetime relationship with you. So when you come in contact with other friends and family that want the best agent in town, you've experienced what that agent can provide. So I'm really excited to be able to help you through this long process. I know it's not going to happen in just a couple weeks. It's probably going to be a couple months, even a couple years. And I'm in this for the long run. I'm a customer service. You know, I provide a customer service solution. I'm not a salesperson. The only sale that we've experienced up to this point is me selling you on the services that I provide. So while I have you on the call, do you have any other questions about our sales process or any of the different services that our group offers? Uh, and we can stop right there. But this is the continual <laughs> conversation that you're having with, with these clients is you're bringing value. No one's upset if you bring value. And a lot of times they're not going to answer. They're going to get a voicemail from you that says, hey, it's Lee Curtis with KW Elite, and I'm really excited to connect with you. I know you said you're six months. I can always address it. It's the elephant in the room. I know you said you're five months down the road, six months down the road, eight months down the road, whatever it is. I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. What? How unique is that? The consumer isn't used to that. Wow. This isn't just about the sale. This is about building a relationship for life. And that's how we have to treat it. And if you plant the seeds this way in the new Qualify Hot Nurture Watch Archive Contacted, Archive Not Contacted, you make sure you always have drips running because that doesn't take you any time or money. You always make sure that the buyer leads are going out or, sorry, the buyer um, updates are going out based on the houses they searched or the seller um, emails are going out based on the neighborhood that they're in. And then you're calling them, Facebook messaging them, texting them based on the duration that you should, depending on the category that they're in, you will convert probably above 2%. We have agents that convert at five, six, 7%, but the average is two. So you can expect you're going to need about 50 opportunities to get you to that one. The only thing I haven't covered before we wrap up is how many people we can follow this process with at any given time. Because what we found is if an agent has too many leads, they just do half the work and they get the exact same result. And if they don't have enough leads, then they won't obviously be able to net the same result. So we found it takes about 50 leads to have one person go under contract. Do you think that somebody could work 400 leads in one month and get eight people to go under contract? Yeah. Most people probably couldn't because they're not going to have enough time and energy to put in to all of those leads and follow this path. So and so what we found is that you need to have about 100 active leads from this category to this category, we call that active. And we have found that if an agent has more than 100 leads in all active, that the lead conversions go way down. Now, there's some anomalies. There's some people that are outliers. But the average agent needs to have about 100. And so our success managers and productivity coaches work with each agent to determine who within their watch needs to go out to archive so that they only have the 100. Now, if you can make more calls and you're actually keeping up with all the expectations, then we'll let someone have 200, 300, 500. I don't care. As long as they're touching on all the leads the right amount. The problem is the more leads that are in all active, now you're just going to spread. You have three hours a day. Now you're going to spread it across more people, meaning everybody's going to get half the contacts and your conversion is going to get cut in half. So you're going to be doing the same amount of work, getting the exact same result and just wasting leads. And what we found is the point of diminishing returns with lead conversion is about 30 leads a month per agent. So we're already giving too many leads from that lead conversion, best lead conversion standpoint and reaching the right point of diminishing returns. So something to be thinking about for yourselves as you take on a lot of different lead sources or start generating your own, sometimes the answer isn't more leads. Sometimes the answer is more contact. Most of the time, the answer is not more leads. Most of the time, the answer is more contact with the leads that you already have. So in, to, in closing, wrapping this up with big picture, my challenge to everyone in 2020 um, including myself, is to find clarity around the things you want to accomplish. Know what your return on investment is. Know what your return on time is. Know what marketing mediums 
are good for you. No one else should be telling you what's best for you. You should discover that for yourself, but you need to be tracking everything. Track your calls, track your um, contacts, track your appointments that you go on, track how many deals you put under contract, and then track out of the deals you put under contract, how many deals close. And eventually you'll be able to put yourself in a position where you can make guesses as to what the income is you're going to earn in the following year and know exactly what kind of work you're going to have to actually do to be able to get that result. And the place I want to take everyone in the room and everyone listening to me um, over the next couple of years is I want you to be in a place of leadership where you yourself won't have to do all this lifting. You empower yourself as you know your analytics, statistics, and where the work actually needs to go to help other agents accomplish the same thing. And you start to build your team. You start to build your own team of buyers, agents, listing agents, admin, transaction coordinators, um, calling assistants that can help you facilitate your process. But there's no way to build and scale if you don't have that clarity around those analytical touch points to help you with your key performance indicators or your KPIs. That is big picture. Thank you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah.